Welcome to This Much Love, a recurring positivity podcast with Katie Harth and Keenan Schneider. Episode 15, Chonky Boys. I'm just trying to get better in general at keeping a more consistent mic distance because I hear it in both of my shows that sometimes I forget where the mic is. And so I'll kind of get a little closer, a little further back. And it's just like, I mean, I hear, I hear that when you like laugh, like you back up when you, I, de- <laughs> I deliberately, but that's deliberate. That yeah, feels very purposeful or else you would kill people. Exactly. Like I did earlier with, with my raucous laughter. Yeah. I don't want to kill anybody. It's so interesting how sensitive you are to those things. Like, I don't know if we've talked about this before on the show, but when it comes to audio and visual stuff, mm-hmm. you are so sensitive. <laughs> you are so sensitive. I'm a sensitive boy. You are. Well, in general, you are a sensitive boy. We were talking about this with my dad when we went to Kohler a couple weekends ago about how like you are just. No, I was talking about this with him on the phone about how we went and saw Endgame yeah. and, and you cried. <laughs> And I, I cried multiple times. I did no not. spoilers, no spoilers, no spoilers. But I cried. You multiple cried times. multiple times. You, I did not. I no was cry. a rock. No cry. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was a good, that was a good action movie. Way to go, superheroes. Yeah. Um, I like how at the end of it, you're like, that movie had a lot of emotion. <laughs> yeah, that movie had a lot of emotion. Beep boop. How do you relate, human? Beep boop. Oh, yeah, good mm-hmm. callback. Thank you. Throwing it back, Myers Briggs. Um, but yeah, you are more sensitive in general than I am, I would say. And when I say sensitive, I just mean you will relay your feelings through the display of your emotions Mm -hmm. more often than I do. Um, but you are also just more aurally and visually sensitive to information to the point where like (laughs) I have created, (laughs) I have created a PDF at work for our new hire so that they can get acclimated to life in our office. And I take screenshots of, of like our wiki and you're like, this is a poor quality image. And I'm just like, how the fuck can you tell? No one gives a shit. No one else can tell. Everyone else is fine with this. And you're like, you didn't capture it on the right resolution, in, like, you know, of, of screen. Blah, blah, blah. And like, and like we go and you're like, you're like, I bought this TV specifically because it has 4K HDR capabilities. And you will turn those things on. And I'm like, yep, that's a picture. <laughs> it's the same picture as it was before. And you're like, no, the darks are darker and the whites are whiter. And the, there's more pixels everywhere <laughs> i don't even i don't know if that i understand is true. The, there are more pixels everywhere i don't even know if i understand the technology fully yeah and then like the other day we were watching john wick with our friend brian hi brian and you were like this audio is wrong and you were like and you like went to the audio setting and something was funky and i was like i have no idea how 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 you notice this well it's because like i i know i had been watching uh, a movie or something later at night and I will like when I sometimes stay oh. on the couch later than okay. you I'll so turn on reduced loud noises and well no because I caught it where I'm just kind of like it seems like this is leveling out and it, like yeah we and have I to put no this ho- fucking clue right I was yeah. just like this John Wick good movie doop doop yeah. kill boy kill I don't remember if I said this out loud but at Grazie one point mille. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you said that multiple times. Uh, Good inside joke. Everybody was there to hear it. I had a few drinks, and I said grazie mille a few times during John Wick 2. So 
I was watching John Wick too. Did I say this out loud or was I just tipsily thinking this? Uh, At one point watching John Wick 2, it's just kind of like, wow, the HDR (laughs) processing in this is so much better than in the first John Wick. You definitely did not say that out loud. Okay, because I was thinking it at least... 12 times. Oh my God. There were multiple scenes where I'm just kind of like, God I damn, this looks good. I have no idea how you see that stuff. Mm. No clue. I would always get really baffled working at Apple when, say, we would sell like the iPad 2 versus the iPad with a retina display. And I would show people these things. They're the same screen size. They're, so there's, they essentially look the same from the front. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms the, of the specs of the like, well the the resolution tech. the resolution of the display on the iPad with Retina display mm-hmm. is at I believe it was at two x so it's two times higher than what you get with the iPad two and so I would look at the the display on the iPad two which was fine and then I would look at the display on the Retina mm-hmm. and it was just so crisp and sharp and clean and beautiful. And I would show people that and pe- people would look at these and like look at them side by side and go, I can't tell a difference. I'm like, this is like the difference between going from like DVD to HD. Like this is a, this is and a like, pretty again, momentous like, leap. It's, just, it's one of those things where it's like, I just don't think most people s- literally see the world you see. It doesn't help that you have terrible eyesight. Oh, well, oh, fuck off. <laughs> like, I mean, like, that's distance vision, first of all. And I wear my contact lenses and glasses while we're watching movies. <laughs> I'm not just sitting there going, like, let me take my eyes out and try to enjoy this visual experience. Let me take out my literal eyes. <laughs> that's basically what it's like. Yeah. Um, but, like, I seriously, Keenan, I'm so thrilled. That there are enough people out there designing these things for you to enjoy. But I don't see it, man. Like, it's, and I don't think, I don't think most people do. I would be very interested to, like, get a group of people in a room together and be like, show us, like, point, like, you know, one by one. Tell us which display is better. Or pick, they're the same, and like see if people could really suss it out. So, but okay. So I guess my question is, how much do you love Retina display? <laughs> yeah. How no, much just... do you love our 4K HDR TV? It's fine. Um, Thank you, Charles, so, for the discount. So, that's all. That's the thing I love about it. No, but <laughs> I guess like my question in this scenario is, because I can discern this, mm-hmm. does it mean that I should? Not because most other people don't know. No, absolutely not. I don't think that that's, I think, I think that you are a special snowflake in this way and we should celebrate your special snowflake. I don't think I am though, because I have a whole like Slack channel full of people who would be able to tell the difference. Okay. I I mean, (laughs) between an iPad 2 and a Retina display iPad. And so maybe I'm just like woefully out of touch. Like, maybe most people can tell, and I'm, like, the only dumb fuck who can't, like, see the difference between HD and not, or, like, 4K HDR and, like, (laughs) regular pleb TV, you know? (laughs) Like... (laughs) Regular pleb TV. (laughs) 
Like, you know, I don't know. Maybe like I'm like the only dipshit out there who like can't can't like you put like these displays together and I'm like, doop doop picture good. Like, you know, like I don't think I think I I, I doubt it, but maybe that's true. And maybe there are more people out there who are more sensitive to this kind of stuff than I realize. I think I've just somehow surrounded myself with pe- a bunch of people who either A, do not give a shit, or B, cannot tell the difference and therefore do not give a shit. In fairness, I will say that the, the difference between like 1080p HD uh-huh. and 4K on the screen size that we have and the distance at which we sit from uh-huh. the TV is not as noticeable as the difference between. SDR and HDR for me. And I don't even know what those letters mean. High <laughs> definition retina? What does it mean? Uh, Super definition? What no, is it? No, it's a high dynamic range. Yeah, like, okay, so like first, like, first of all, like, it's like these acronyms, like it's like, you know, like before I started at like a corporate company, I was just like, what the fuck is ROI? And like, it's just like all of these acronyms that just make people feel well, asinine. And like out of touch, I I'm dissecting I mean, different problems here. I was gonna say like you're you're talking about like while I'm I understand that they're tracking. Shout out to Tatiana. I understand that they're they're <laughs> we're talking about acronyms in the broader sense of the word. Yes. But corporate acronyms <laughs> and the things that you have in tech and like just other acronyms they all don't necessarily relate. Like I'm not your, saying they relate. I'm is... just saying that acronyms are used to make people <laughs> feel stupid. I but are you just like you blanket a, statement? A blanket like. You're at war with acronyms. (laughs) I think that acronyms should be explained. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. And I am a huge advocate for making sure that we don't make assumptions and speak in jargon. Correct. So HDR Uh stands for high dynamic range. And essentially what it means is that there is a greater span of like color definition and contrast. So like you can have... Uh a much richer, like deeper set of like color palettes. And it also helps uh, contrast between like light and dark. So TVs with high dynamic range typically get a lot brighter, but also a lot darker and can easily discern between the darker bits and the brighter bits. On an SDR TV, like I think it's just standard dynamic range, those would kind of neutralize and get a little bit muddled out. Mm-hmm. So if you were to see them side by side, you would likely see like you would be able to tell between black and white, but if it was like a light on a black background, they might bleed in a little bit more whereas an HDR mm-hmm. TV would probably have like richer blacks and brighter whites. And, and so, so like more clearly defined lines. Yeah, but also like a wider like range of the color as well. Mm-hmm. So like on an SDR TV, mm-hmm. when I see like the, you know, the Apple TV screensaver mm-hmm. that goes over Los Angeles with the observatory mm-hmm. and there's a sun in the background. On the SDR TVs at work, I can see not only is the saturation just kind of like it feels like a flatter image. Like mm-hmm. it just feels kind of like. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't. But you can. Like, I'm just I, like, yep, that's the observatory. Like, I'm getting the information I need right. to understand what but I'm I looking at. But I can tell at. in the sun, in yeah. the sunset of that that picture, yes, that there is some distinct banding. So I can see like where the mm. there are like a 
Like So, like, the blending isn't as good. Exactly. Like, on our TV, the colors are not only richer, but they blend more seamlessly. So it mm-hmm. doesn't, like, there doesn't seem to be as distinct, uh, like, color banding. Uh-huh. And so, like, in John Wick, the thing that I noticed between John Wick 1 and John Wick 2 is that in the night scenes where there are a lot of, uh, like, lights on skyscrapers or on mm-hmm. car headlights, those lights would stand out and be very bright and vibrant. Yeah. Whereas in John Wick 1, it's I don't think it was mastered with HDR in mind or shot with HDR in mind. Uh, so whatever little trickery they do is just kind of like baking it. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't feel as rich and yeah. vibrant. It's just so interesting. Like, I just don't think that even enters my brain as information. Yeah. Period. And it's something that feels so distinct to me. Like, it mm-hmm. creates a much more, yeah. a much richer, more beautiful image to look at. Sure. And, like, again, like, I'm just saying, like, to, <laughs> circle, back just to, my, like... to circle back to my point, you're just more sensitive <laughs> about this stuff than I am. And I do not think that that is either good or bad. Truly. So I just we... <laughs> think it is. And I think that people like you propel our technology forward and people like me go, yay, touchscreen, you know, like that's yeah. about it. <laughs> I use this phone to text, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's like. <laughs> New emoji? What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, or like, I have the internet. <laughs> like, Let me send this work email. Just like, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm I'll just like, I'm just, right. No, seriously. I was telling, I was talking with Tatiana earlier and I was just kind of, she was talking about like possibly like removing her social media accounts from her phone, like the, uh, the apps from her phone. And I was just like, highly recommend. I removed Twitter and Instagram like months ago. I check them half as frequently and like, I don't miss them at all. Seriously. I sincerely just use my phone for texting. Emails and playing Sudoku. <laughs> that's, that's it. And like, I don't know. I just like, I feel like that's enough for me. That's enough. That's fine. I'm not, I'm not passing judgment. I'm not like, either. Okay. I don't think you are. And I'm not either. I'm just saying that we are two different brands of person when yes. it comes to tech. So long story short, I'm a very sensitive boy. You are a very sensitive boy. And I'm a very workaholic <laughs> girl. <laughs> I don't know that, that those are the two ends of the spectrum. I don't know if, like, if that scale. I, I took it on my own scale. We're on different scales. So, You're on the sensitive scale. I'm on the work scale. So, yeah, that's, exactly. that's it. That's, that's your, it. The binary between There's sensitive no binary. and work. There's no binary. It's just I'm on a different scale. Yeah. So we're just competing on two different we're scales. We're not competing. We're just on different scales. I didn't mean competing in the actual sense of the word competing. But we're we're being measured on two very different like yep. rubrics. We don't touch each other's scales. Yeah. Yep. You are the sensitive tech boy. I'm the numb work girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not numb. I have feelings. You I do. Have so many feelings. You do. And I like. <laughs> I just think it's very funny that I that I seem to be the one that emotes like that. Oh yeah, for sure. Just so like I would say like. A hundred percent more. Yes, than yes, you. yes, yes, yes. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You get teary. We watched Grave of the Fireflies. I felt nothing. That okay. So now I'm passing judgment. It's just like one of those things. <laughs> I was I like, just that don't. was a sad story. <laughs> and then I was like, let's take it up a notch. Let's watch Schindler's List. Oh my god. And then I wanted I was to so watch. I so drained. 
guide dog movies. Yeah. Which are so cute. They are so cute. Phil. Something that I really. I loved that movie. I know you love that movie. It was so cute. I highly recommend a... Pick of the Litter. Pick of the Litter. It's a good documentary about pups trying to be guide dogs. Yeah. And Phil is a very good boy. He is. He is a very good Phil. boy. Phil. <laughs> so something that I think is really interesting, uh, <laughs> not even interesting, just something I really enjoy about you, and I'd kind of like to get your thoughts on this, Okay, um, is your affinity uh, for super cute animals, which I don't think is unique. No. Like, there are plenty of people out there. There's a whole internet industry of, like, oh, yeah. of cute animal photos. In and Otter I, News, like, don't... the Twitter handle, wonderful. In Otter, Otters are great. Yes, yes. Uh, cute pups. Great. Like, I'm I'm a fan. Is it aw cute, the subreddit? Is that what it is? I think it's just R, like the, it's just aw. Oh, yeah, A-W-W. A-W-W. Yeah. yeah. Very good subreddit. Highly recommend. R, aw. We can. Yeah. All the show notes. We'll I'm, I'm, I'm just, so, basically, I'm vocalizing the show notes I need to create for myself later. So you are definitely not unique in the sense that you like cute animals. True. I like cute animals. True. We commiserate over cute animals. Yeah. You probably like cute animals a little bit more than I like cute animals. Yeah, probably. One thing you that, like small dogs more than I do. Yeah, which so is really much weird because I, do. I don't want a dog. Yeah, but you just like every time we see a small dog in the street, you're like, oh, pup, little pup, doot, 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 doot. Like that's like <laughs> literally the conversation you have with me, and I'm like, please, dear God, like get me away from this rat. That's so sad. <laughs> Chihuahuas are not rats. <laughs> we can beg to differ. The, I I grew up in a big dog family. And I and I also had a small dog. I had a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel named Harmony. We have talked about him before. I did not name him. He was a wonderful dog. Very, very sweet. So many non sequiturs. We talked about him on the dog show episode. <laughs> we talked about Harmony on the dog show okay. episode. I'm talking to a group of people who have probably heard that episode. Don't judge me. Not. Ah. Um, so, so, yeah, I just, I don't know. I see little dogs walking on the street and they're fine. I just don't feel compelled or drawn to them. And when I see most small dogs, I don't think, ah, cute. When they curl up with you and they love you, they're wonderful. Like, I, I know that if we got a small dog, that I would love that, that creature. Absolutely. I just, like, you know me. I see, like, greyhounds and pitties and, like, big, burly boy. Big, like, uh, what, is, what is it? My, my dog's a chonky boy. Yeah. And, and, and I just, and I love them. I love chonky boys. In dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and in Keenan's. Great. That's true. Um, my point. Sorry. Because, again, I, I, I love th- cute animals. Are, but I just wanted a big tangent about it. I'm very sorry. You're not alone in your love for cute animals. What I do find unique is in your love for the hippopotamus specifically. Yes. And so. My question, which just beautifully presented itself <laughs> naturally, yeah, via dogs and cute animals, uh-huh. is how much do you love hippos? I love hippos. I know you love hippos. I love hippos. So how much? I love them very much. <laughs> um, so this this love started a very, very, very long time ago. When I was a when I was but a small child, um, I received a gift of a tiny hippopotamus, which 
is probably like not a real hippo. No, 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 like a, st- <laughs> a stuffed hippopotamus, <laughs> which is like probably like from nose to tail, like six inches long. Mm-hmm. It so it's it's a tiny little creature, and I aptly named this creature hippo. Um, before I could pronounce H's, apparently I called it Epo. Epo. <laughs> and Epo and I went everywhere together. And Epo was a very convenient stuffed animal for me to have because even as a small child, I was very productive. <laughs> and I <laughs> and I required both of my hands to be able to do my work. Um, and so I would tuck Epo under my arm and carry Epo around with me so that I had use of both of my mandibles. And I could use my hands to to go about my business um, without them being interfered by carrying a small Epo. <laughs> you just refer to your hands as mandibles? <laughs> yeah. Mandibles are mouths. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think you mean handibles. Handibles. My handibles. <laughs> Damn it. See, so because like I was thinking of mono. Mono yeah. as in hand. Yeah. Oh, no, mandible dang. is a jaw. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> so, okay, not mandibles, but, but handibles. <laughs> I love handibles, though. That's really good. <laughs> My handibles, lector. Um, and, oh. Oh. Rector and lector. My handibles. So I would carry Epo tucked under my arm, like in my armpit, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that I had use of both of my hands and I could kind of play and, like, outside or kind of go about my you know very young child business and i mean like i was like three Mm -hmm. and i still have this this same epo (laughs) um and and i think that that's just kind of like that's where like it was the seed was first planted and for a very long time it was just the stuffed animal and I had great respect for the hippo, like the the true creature, because <laughs> because they are massive. They are highly territorial. They will fuck your shit up. Most people, like when you ask them what is the most dangerous animal on the safari, if they are uneducated, will guess that it is the lion. And they are wrong. It is the hippo. <laughs> because they look Squishy. They look squishy and unassuming. And they and they are they are water horses and they wiggle their ears. Yeah. So they look very charming. Yeah, they look so because they look squishy, I think people are (laughs) I think people kind of just go, Oh, hug that. (laughs) And the hippo's like, no. And they're like and I'm pretty sure they're vegetarians. Yeah. And they like to hang out with tilapia because tilapia will, like, clean their, like, will eat their dung and, like, clean their water and, like, you know, all that good stuff. And so they seem, like, very positive, like, cohabitators. But they're not. But they're not. No. (laughs) They're not. Um, They will end your world. They will end you. And so I think it's just, like, circumstantially the hippo was brought into my life through through that stuffed animal. Um, and I think it was something that like my parents really liked that it was kind of this unique (laughs) creature that I had, um, as opposed to just like a teddy bear or like, you know, a stuffed dog or a doll or like anything that was a little bit more average, which really explains my like musical theater, opera singing and dog showing careers. Dang. Um, just like, you know, just keep adding to that. (laughs) 
who made you kind of kind of list um <laughs> who did this to you um i do want to interject really quickly yeah uh that apparently on average hippos kill about 500 people a year each hippo they can do that's all they can do <laughs> 365 days a year 500 humans to kill <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no, I, st- <laughs> I realize now how stupid that question was but truly when you said it to me i was like what i was like that's not possible but <laughs> no so on average hippos collectively <laughs> Kill about 500. That makes so much more sense. 500 people a year. But they are some of the world's deadliest animals. Yeah. I wonder what, like, the most deadly animal Mosquitoes are way up there. Oh, yeah. Because they carry a lot of diseases. Yeah. It's interesting, though, because it's just like, okay, so yes, the mosquito is the vehicle for the disease. But can you say the mosquito killed the person? I mean, the mosquito infected the person. Yeah, but it's not like it's not like it is born with that infect in that with that infection. You know what I mean? Like it's not like to me, it's not like. Are we really arguing the semantics here? Mosquitoes? No, are the, like no. I'm just saying. For me, there's like there's like a yeah, there's know. a there's a qualitative difference. It's not. You're, between, you're right. Like the mosquito like, doesn't. The actually, mosquito like, is like I'm trying to kill you. Yeah. Um, well, and the mosquito also like doesn't really have the capacity to like latch on and just like drain you of all of your blood. So it's yeah, not but like, I'm saying like, but there are venomous bugs out there. Yeah, and snakes and other venomous things. Right, right. <laughs> there are venomous creatures in the world. Yeah. Um. And yeah. then there are like three thousand, nine thousand pound leathery water. Cows, horses, water horses, horses, yeah, water horses, yeah, fine. That's what it translates who, in in Greek. It's hippopotamus who, is water horse. Who will crush you to death? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Their jaws are capable of just like completely eviscerating watermelon in a single bite. Mm-hmm. A watermelon. Like I want you to think about squeezing something that hard. It just doesn't work. And like, and I don't mean they dent it. I mean it is gone. Gone. Yeah, obliterated. It is a. Uh, it is gone. And their um, teeth are super sharp. Yes, they have tusks. Sorry, tusks. No, I mean like <laughs> tusks or teeth. I, I'm not trying to correct you. Like I, 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 they, I know. they, they have impressive things in their mandibles. Yeah. Are those mandibles? I think they're just jaws. A mandible. Okay, so. Mandibles make me think about bugs. I feel like you're right, but I also feel like mandible is just kind of like a general accepted like, like jaw that, definition. Is that like but a now, praying mantis has a mandible? Mandible. This is a Google. The jaw or jawbone, especially the lower jawbone in mammals and fishes. Oh. 
Well, I was really wrong about that then. Bullet point, either of the upper and lower part of a bird's beak, either half of the <laughs> either half of the crushing or, uh, crushing organ in an arthropod's mouth parts. Nice. That's a great definition. That is a really great definition. Yeah. Okay, so the the mandible specifically is the strongest and lowest bone in the human face. Mm, so it's the man's dabble. Okay, that didn't go over as well as I thought it would. So anyway, yes, they will crush you with their mandibles. Um, oh, the movable lower jaw mm-hmm. on a person is called a mandible. That's the one that does the crushing. Yeah. That's the strong one. Yeah, it and sure the, as heck is because this, this does nothing. The fixed upper jaw is called the, the maxilla. Maxilla? Maxilla. M-A-X-I-L-L-A. This is an anatomy lesson We will now. give you all the anatomy lessons in the show notes um anyway so hippos are just like yes they are they are chonky boys and they are cute water horses and they will end you Mm -hmm. and i love all of that i love every part of that well it's like kind of bringing it back to like epo epo like epo it makes sense that you had an affinity for a stuffed animal hippo because You can make stuffed animals anything cute. Mm-hmm. Like you have little stuffed animal leopards that are like, oh, this is a cute little like chibi plushy leopard thing. Mm-hmm. When in reality, not that they're they're not striking and, and beautiful animals, mm-hmm. but also but killing they will also machines. End you. Yeah. It's um but like hippos, I think, are kind of like tubby, leathery, largely hairless, like not stereotypically adorable. I beg to differ. Well, and so this is where I'm kind of like, because I would say like there's the the hippo fan club. Yeah. Fiona aside. Yeah, Fiona is, <laughs> Fiona is. I just don't feel like. Our shining star. I feel like hippos just don't come up in the sort of like cute animal lexicon very much. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah. So and like so I would say that most things are like. They have big eyes and they are furry and cuddly. Like and they, otters. Right. Yeah. And they, they have are, little hands. Yeah. They have little hands and like, and kittens and like, <laughs> and I mean all kinds of kittens. Yeah. Like all kinds of kittens and pups, regardless of if they are feral or domestic. Right. But there's like, I don't know. I know that they're called water horses, but there is like, there is something like really charming about cows, like to me. I think that they like they have like this kind of curiosity and this intelligence and this friendliness. Like one of my favorite things is like this video of um of like this single person or this band or something playing music in an open field and then as the band continues to play all of a sudden dozens of cows start to run toward them and arrive. And I don't know the history, the context behind that video. Like maybe the cows have been trained to come back home for dinner when this music plays, but it's just, it's just really cute. And they just stand around the band and they just kind of moo and look and they like are like, what's going on? Like at least that's me like, you know, anthropomorphizing these these creatures. But like, I don't know. There's just like, I, the, the like, it's like kind of that same thing for me when like a baby has chubby knees. Like there's just something really magical about that. Like I do not want to have children. I do not want to be 
blessed with that responsibility because like I will ruin that child and that child will ruin me. <laughs> It'll just be a, a co-ruining and like no nothing nothing there may be some good that comes of it, but not enough. Um but like it but like there's something about like when babies aren't screaming and crying and throwing tantrums, like happy ch- chubby babies are just, I think, like a universally magical thing. And I think that chubbiness <laughs> of the hippo like appeals to that same sensibility in me. Yeah. And like there is this like playfulness about them um, and this like very territorial kind of familiar thing and when i say familiar i mean like a la family mm-hmm. um and they just like i don't know their little tiny like shaky tails and their wiggly ears like there's just something <laughs> very cute about the whole thing and like that they do not swim they sink and they run on the bottom of rivers um oh maybe they're called river horses Maybe it's not water horse. Maybe it's river horse. I think it might be river horse. If it's river horse and there's somebody out there who's like a Greek or hippo expert, 15 minutes ago, they were screaming at this podcast. Yeah, like, it's not no! water horse. <laughs> and who knows if they'll wait for you to redeem yourself. I feel like if you had the editing capability, I would ask you to go back and like edit every instance that I said water horse and be like, <laughs> Hippopotamus actually translates to river horse. <laughs> yeah. Um, but okay, so I will say until the last few years, mm-hmm. I never really gave hippos much thought. <laughs> they're not an animal that I would think much about, and I would not necessarily think that they were one all that interesting or cute. Yeah. That being said, have I converted ha- having, you? you know, now that I know you mm-hmm. and having been exposed a, a great deal to hippos in general, but mm-hmm. specifically Fiona the hippo, yeah, Fiona. the darling of the Cincinnati Zoo. Mm-hmm. Um, the darling of our generation. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She is a darling of our generation for sure. Mm-hmm. I will say that I kind of get it. Yeah. Like she is also a particularly she is cute hippo. She is. I mean, partially because we've like we've been able to see the journey of her being very small. Small. Very small. Very small. Like almost she died small. Yeah. <laughs> but why are you so, laughing? That's so terrible. It's just a very interesting way to describe. She did. How, she how was tiny born premature she was. and she almost died. And miraculously survived and is now a very happy, healthy, a very happy, baby. healthy. Yeah. And she's adorable. She is. We've seen her in person. We have. Like, you love hippos so much and love Fiona so much that we made a special trip to from Chicago to Cincinnati via car to go to the zoo there to see her. And that I was also, a driving okay. factor. And I want to say, so that was like within the year that she was born. Yes. That year, I may have lost my entire mind when, like, <laughs> I discovered the Fiona phenomenon uh-huh. and, like, retweeted things and, like, posted about her. And, like, because she was kind of this social sensation, she's the hippo gateway drug for a lot of people. And 
I think that's when a lot of people who I work with and whom I am currently friends with really understood my love for hippos to the point where that year for my birthday, I got a shirt. I got two shirts. I got two shirts. I got a sticker. I got a cross stitch. I got a necklace. I got a tiny planter and a trip to fucking Cincinnati to go see that hippo. <laughs> like, seriously, they were all hippo related things. And like, I don't know. And, and my mom bought me like a like, I think it's a watercolor of like a really cool hippo. I had bought myself like a couple years prior, like a hippo print with red glasses. So there's multiple hippo artifacts in our apartment. <laughs> and I just like. I just like I don't I guess. I guess I have a hard time seeing the world like this is this is my retina display. <laughs> if I can bring it back, like I just have a hard time seeing the world through other people's eyes and being like, how can you not see what I see? Yeah. How can you not understand how awesome this animal is and how like immense and powerful they are? And like, yes, they're protective and yes, they'll fuck with your shit. But, like, they protect each other if they're, like, on good terms. They really brutally mess with each other if they aren't. But they're, like, these chunky, like, little things. They're not little. They're huge. Chunky big things. And, like, they will run you down. And they, I don't know. Like, there's just, there's just something about their whole deal that I love. Yeah, there's just something about the whole deal that I love. I yeah, I, don't I just think I'm going to edit that pause. Yeah, I don't think you should. I don't think you should. Um, they're just really cool and I think underappreciated, generally speaking. And I'm okay with that. Um, as long as people don't intentionally hurt them, I'm okay with them kind of being underdogs. Yeah. Um, you can kind of like the thing that isn't like super cool and popular yeah. you'd be like a hip and like if it is really popular then like great like i don't have i'm not attached to their popularity i just like hippos i don't think their popularity will change them i hope fame goes to their head yeah oh i mean <laughs> like, i think fiona knows that she's she's famous and beautiful oh so, yeah she, so f- she knows what, how many youtube subscribers she has yeah and how many people retweet all of her pictures on twitter yeah yeah and I don't know. It's just like, I think that, um, oh, yeah. And I also got a stress squeeze hippo. I got so much hippo stuff. I have so much hippo stuff. I have like, yeah, my sister got me a stuffed hippo a few years ago. Like, I just have so much hippo stuff. (laughs) Man, that's crazy. But also very cool. I agree. And it's, I think it's funny, like how much that uh, that excitement and passion and just like general joy that hippos bring you has like permeated all aspects of your life. Yeah. And then therefore mine as well. Because like I really do, like I get it now. Um, yeah. I wouldn't say like just again, I think you tend to have a little bit more of an affinity for like animals are cute. And I'm like, I agree, but I don't. Sit yeah. there and like need to look at. I don't a think cute it gives you quite hours. the like. It almost gives me like a dopamine hit where I'm like, yeah. oh, it's so cute. Yeah, <laughs> and I explode. Yeah, and I, but I can definitely appreciate hippos. Thank more. you. I appreciate that you appreciate hippos. Yeah, I they mean, do have did, fun ears. They do. They're little wiggly. They've ears. got little like they're uh, they're snouts. 
Well, yeah, their snouts are adorable. Their nostrils. I remembered a thought that I was trying to have earlier when I had that massive pause about just loving them. The thing, like, I think it's kind of, I mean, it's like any animal, including humans. If you give sufficient motivation and positive reinforcement, you can get reliable results via training. Mm -hmm. And so there are these, like, huge, crazy animals that, like, absolutely would fuck your day over if they just barely tried. And, like, yet... There are hippos all over the world who are, like, in captivity for whatever reason. And, like, they'll just open up their mouths for you and let you kind of check them out because that's, like, a really good way to, like, check on health. I think it's really charming that, like, hippos, like, explore the world and play and affection with their mouths. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you'll see babies, like, get kind of rambunctious and play and their parents will open these jaws, which we have talked about before, that could easily crush a watermelon without really any effort yeah, and could end that baby in the blink of an eye. And they just, like, let the baby kind of crawl all over their mouth. And I just, like, and it's, it's just, like, I think that it is this recognition of affection and protection and perhaps it's maternal and and like you know we could boil it down to its base and say it's genetics and it's survival um but there's still something that feels like a choice there to a degree um or a um a submission to the fate of parenthood in these hippos or in terms of like their like family surviving in like a larger herd sense. And it's just kind of like, it's just really incredible to me that these animals can live together in such large groups and with such incredible strength and power at their disposal at any, at the, in the blink of an eye and that they are able to coexist peacefully with one another and like support and protect each other. Um, I think that that's something that I also really admire that like, these incredibly dangerous creatures or these creatures that have the propensity or the capability to be dangerous are not always that way. Um, that they are not solely defined by that characteristic. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of tenderness. Yeah, there's like, you know, they're multifaceted and they're mm-hmm. dynamic and... And so I just I think I think that that's something that I really that I really like. Yeah. So I really like hippos. <laughs> and I'm glad that you are like in the the hippo camp now. The hippocampus. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of good hippo puns. Yeah. I uh I well and just like knowing the sort of effect that your love and appreciation for hippos has had on me yeah i hope that uh for anybody who's maybe a hippo skeptic yeah listens to this and starts to find a a newfound appreciation yeah you don't have to love them i just hope that you like them a little more than you did before (laughs) and like it's really great having like this kind of niche little thing or it feels niche to me and to have that, like, celebrated by, like, the people in my life. 
yeah. um, a la all of those like little birthday gifts that I got a couple years ago. Um, my friend Tatiana calls calls me her like, um, like her her hippopotamus of the sky or something like that. <laughs> like you know, that's like her Leslie Nope affection term for me. Yeah. Um, and I feel really proud to have that like title of affection. Yeah. Not a mm-hmm. lot of people uh, get just inundated with hippo gifts. It's like that is I very. Don't think so. It feels very central and unique to you and your personality. Yeah, that I know you, that like, there are other part like, of your identity. Big time hippo lovers out there. Oh, or yeah, else no the doubt, gifts no wouldn't doubt. exist. Totally. But, um, but the fact that like this is this is a situation where, like, in our little circle, yeah, uh, in our like immediate understanding of the people around us, nobody else kind of like has that i that sort of like affinity mm-hmm. um not like to my do. knowledge yeah. yeah so it is a nice little special unique characteristic of you thank you yeah i i thank my my parents for getting me that hippo which um i just remembered at one point i thought i had lost oh no and I think my parents scrambled and they got me like an identical one as a replacement, which was so lovely. And then I found the original one. And I was like, this is the real hippo. <laughs> and I have the real hippo. It's <laughs> incredible. Yeah. yeah. So oh. I, yeah, I just um, check out, check out your local hippo. <laughs> I don't have anything to follow up with that. I think okay. that's perfect. Yeah. Um, I'll post some Fiona facts and uh, videos in the show notes. Yeah. Thank you for asking me this question. I can't believe we talked for a half an hour about hippos. Yeah, I was expecting this to be short and sweet. Uh, it was and I sweet. Think, I think it's it's very sweet. Uh, maybe a little bit more, <laughs> maybe a little bit more extensive of a hippo overview uh, than I expected. I think that there's probably some repetition and like some redundancy uh, yeah, in here, but conversations. Yeah, Con- conversations. That's just conversations. That's just conversations. <laughs> Welcome to that's just been conversations with Katie and Keenan. Yep. I like our new brand. That's just been conversations. That's just been conversations. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> Special thanks to Jackson Davis, whose song, Same As You Wanted, is our intro and outro music. Check out his EP, 701, anywhere you listen to music. You can get in touch with us through our website, thismuchlove.com, and via Twitter, at thismuchlove. Our DMs are open. Tell us about something you love. How much do you love how much I love your butt? <laughs> <laughs>